What is going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome into the sit-down presented by Duff's Famous Wings right here on the Built-In Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hosted, as always, by myself, the Sauce Guide, on social medias, at Buffalo Sauce Guide. Follow me if you're not already doing so. Joined here with my co-host, as always, Mafia Montage. How are we doing? Bills Mafia, Sauce Guide, how you doing? Well, I'm pumped. We got a lot to talk about, Lance, obviously, with the schedule release. But tonight we have a special treat. We have a former Bills player who played in the 90s and is, in my opinion, a Bills legend for it. We'll show you a clip of it at some point, too. But we're going to be welcoming him on just after the introduction. But if you're just now tuning in and you haven't done so already, hit that like and share button. Join us on the comments. And remember those on YouTube that Super Chat is prioritized, especially if you want to ask our special guest any sort of questions. But with all that being said, Montage, let's get after it. We're going to have a great show. We've got tons to talk about, so stay tuned. Live here in the sit down, myself, the sauce god, and my co host is always Mafia Montage. And if you're just now tuning in, do yourself a favor, hit that like and share, subscribe to us if you're not already doing so, follow us, like us, whatever it may be, because Built in Buffalo is your source for all sorts of Bills content. And now on a podcast tonight, we're going to be welcoming an informer guest here as well. So, Montage, before anything, I want to say this guy actually, in my opinion, kickstarted our comeback in the 1992 93. AFC uh, playoffs, right? But we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to get his opinion on some things. And the schedule, guys, has just been released. So we're going to give you an in-depth look and especially taking a look at some of those primetime matchups. Montage, I know I'm pumped. I know you're pumped. And those of you out there that are watching, keep those comments flowing. Let's, With all that being said, let's go ahead and welcome in our special guest right now. And Mark introducing... Maddox. How you doing, brother? Mark Maddox. Former Bills linebacker of the, you know, some of the glory days, I like to call. Mark, how are we doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Excellent, man. I, I know we've actually talked back and forth for quite a while. I really appreciate you coming on. I know that you're a busy guy. And actually, I'm really looking forward to hearing some about what you have going on. Um, I know that you're busy with raffles and that kind of stuff. So we'll get to that at some point. But for those of you out there that have questions, Super Chat is heavily prioritized right now. So Montage. Let's get after it, man. What do we got here? We got to take a little uh, – we're going to look at the schedule first, Mark, but we want to get a little biography from you. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your background, how you came up in the league and everything. Let the people know who you are. <laughs> um, thanks. Uh, my name, like you said, you know, is Mark Maddox. I ended up going to a small school, Northern Michigan University. Um, got drafted by the Bills in the ninth round in 1991. Ended up with them for seven years before going to the Arizona Cardinals for three years. Um, it's just 
it's just one of those great things to come to Buffalo and then go through Buffalo, you know. So that's pretty much about me is I'm I'm a true Buffalo um, fan today. Is that kind of yeah, like a that. track that uh, guys take? I feel like you see that kind of like guys are in New York or Buffalo and then they just go and play down in, in Arizona and, uh, you know, get there. Is it easier to play down there, get a little warm weather and stuff or what? Well, no, what happened was um, at that point in time, um, Bill Ferguson um, was with the Bills organization. And once he left the Bills, he went to the Arizona Cardinals. So he got a lot of guys from Buffalo ah. out there. Excellent, man. I, I love that you stayed active with the community as well as with Bill's Mafia. And like I said, guys, I'm going to let Mark in a little bit, talk a little bit about what he's got going on. You guys are going to want to not miss out on that because there's opportunities for some signed memorabilia that I've seen. So I can't wait to hear a little bit about that. But let's get into the schedule release. I know people out there are just like dying to hear what our matchups are and what matchups are going to be the toughest and most exciting. So, Lance, let's get into this, brother. Um, you want to take us through the schedule? Yeah, so just reading here, trying to get the latest up to date. Helena Getzenberg, uh, ESPN reporter, says we've got uh, three preseason games, the Colts at home, Steelers in Pittsburgh, and at the Bears. And then we'll um, see if I got a good graphic here for the schedule that we'll pull up so everyone can read it easily. Um, But then everyone knows we're opening, um, and let's just talk about this real quick. We're going to open on September 11th in New York. New Jersey area, uh, right across the river from where the uh, the towers stood. So, uh, you know, Mark, do you have anything uh, to say kind of on the behalf of, you know, playing in New York on September 11th? I think it's a great uh, uh, tribute for any athlete and, and team. So this looks like it might be exciting here. Yeah, it will be, you know, it'll be an emotional day, especially being there, um, especially for a New York team to be also there, you know. The Jets, they play there all the time, so it's a little bit different from them because they've experienced a lot more. Um, For us going in, you know, you just have to manage those emotions and go do what you're supposed to do. You know, we we all know that it was a a horrible day in our history, and we all think about it every 9-11, and it's just a matter of how we cope and how we deal with it and push through it on that day. But it will be special. I definitely agree with that. I mean, September 11th obviously is a day that will, you know, not to quote FDR, but a day that will live in infamy. And I remember just going to the home opener at the first year after COVID on 9-11, and that was just really emotional, the entire crowd, the players, everybody. So I can imagine, and especially with all the hype that's coming alongside of Aaron Rodgers to the Jets and how the entire national media seems to think the Jets have won the last three AFC, to, uh, AFC East titles, right? But with all that being said, um montage take us through some more games here too brother yeah sorry i was trying to get this graphic up real quick i wanted to be able to share it a little bit and just do a little side panel thing real quick so um i guess you know here's our first look at the 2023 nfl schedule for the buffalo bills we see the jets raiders commanders dolphins before we head to london play the jaguars you got the giants patriots bucks Bengals on sunday night football is going to be huge Broncos, Jets, Eagles, and then a bye week in late week 13. How much does that mean, Mark, when you got a bye week that late in the season? It's actually, it's really, really good because you get a chance to recoup. That extra week is always so beneficial during the season. And we used to really not like getting a bye week the fourth week or the fifth week, you know, in a season because the season is so long 
you'd rather play through injuries and then towards the end of the season, get that week off to recover. I mean, it's so beneficial. And that's the reason like back in the nineties, we had so many guys not play in the last game because, you know, we were 13 and three, we were guaranteed in the playoffs. So, you know, or 13 and two, whether we win or lose, we know, you know, we know we're going. And so we rest guys. And that's, that's so beneficial that rest at that point in time. I think that was the first thing I looked at montage was the fact that the bye week was in week 13 and how that's crucial for how, how I believe the injuries are the biggest reason that we didn't win a Super Bowl last year. And if this team is, healthy and then you have week 13 to kind of recuperate it i definitely agree with that that that's huge um montage what other ones you got for us yeah so i just want you know we finish out with kc dallas chargers uh patriots and dolphins i really like the way this is set up for me this sets us up perfectly for a super bowl run because this is actually giving us a couple of teams in the beginning the jets are going to be figuring it out it seems like the the raiders and the commanders just are not as good as the bills just flat out the bills are better they should win these games and they should be able to try some things and kind of get things um, matchups personnel groupings all this stuff kind of figured out right now your season is really kicking into high gear coming up with the dolphins um you know, that's your big first big uh, divisional opponent after the, you know, I know we open with the Jets, but you know, the, the Dolphins are the next team in line to challenge us. It seems they, they on paper, at least they kind of uh, made a lot of changes this off season. If two is healthy, they're going to be the most dangerous team next to Buffalo in the division, in my opinion. So I think that, you know, week four matchup is um, going to be a tough matchup with Miami to kind of be a litmus test uh, basically for the bills moving forward. So uh, Mark, how do you see this, this schedule laying out there? Um, You know, I, I I like the schedule. The only, the only issue or thing that really bothers me are the division games. Okay. Because our division, and I was telling someone, I feel that the AFC East is the most competitive division in the league um, with those four teams. Those four teams are, you know, especially the Jets with improving with Aaron Rodgers, you know, I don't care about Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs because he always seems to choke somehow, some way, but (laughs) him coming, him during the season is unbelievable as a quarterback and them getting him and just the additions of their draft picks and the direction that they're going, you know, we split with them last year. It's those are the teams that, you know, really, really hurt you. And I really feel this year, we can only have a split with maybe one of those teams. The other, otherwise, we got to beat them twice when we play them. We got to beat them at home and we got to beat them away. And that's the same thing with Miami and New England, you know, because it, like I said, it's the most competitive division that there is. Um, but I do believe that um, the home opener is going to be tough just because of the day itself and, you know, and because of trying to figure out what Aaron Rodgers, they're going to tweak their offense because, you know, it's not going to be something that, you know, they've done before, they're going to do different things with him. And, but between our division and like the first, you know, like you said, those first few games, you know, our, our toughest matchup is going to be the jets and the dolphins for us. Mm, I like that. I think that's going to be division games are tough and they're, they come at a premium for sure. Um, I want to just get to this real quick uh, because it's in the comments. I want to, I want to get our comments uh, at least a couple here. Um, I don't think he needs to be anymore. I, and I don't, mm. I think he, I think he could play if he needs to. And I'm just not sure if we want to rush him back, but I, I hope to have him back 
um, by this week four matchup in Miami. I think he could play week one. Uh, I think he's going to want to, but it's a matter of what the Bills choose. I don't think they're going to be chomping at the bit necessarily to have him back uh, right away, but I but I do hope he can uh, be ready. And and that first game being on a Monday might matter. That extra day always does matter, right, Mark? For, yeah, for a guy, does. if you can get an extra guy, extra day, you know you're a totally different person the next day potentially. There, exactly. You get that body time to heal and recover. It's 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 amazing. Um, now, Mark. With- yeah, do you what's your like gut instinct tell you? Is Bomb maybe ready to go by week one, or like Lance said, does he not need to be, and they can just kind of take their time with it? You, you, here's the thing, and I'm going to tell you, as an athlete, if he's ready to go, he's going to play, mm-hmm. and he knows his body. And the trainers, they they work with you all off season, you know, and he's you know he's rehabbing and doing everything that he needs to do to get back on the field, and they'll go through the motions, and he will. If he's ready to play, they're definitely going to play him. They're not going to let him yeah. sit. You know, if he's like 100%, that. if they feel he's 100% ready to go, they're going to let him go. That's an excellent response. Yeah, and so if you guys are just now tuning in, though, we are live here in the sit down on the Built in Buffalo Networks Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, presented by Duff's Famous Wings. Joined here with Bill's former linebacker, Mark Maddox himself. And we're taking a look at, uh, at the schedule and some of the toughest matchups, which we covered that. But, Mark, what do you think is the most exciting matchup on the schedule for the Buffalo Bills this season? Oh, um, oh my goodness gracious. I, I mean, for me, it's always, you know, the division games, but I think a game that's going to be super, super exciting to watch will be that Eagles game, that mm, Eagles, yeah. them playing against the Eagles. And, and the reason I say that is because the Eagles defense has done nothing but gotten better just through the draft. I mean, they, they that defense should be unbelievable. And I know what our offense can do. Um, when they're on fire, they're on fire, and I'm our offense versus their defense. That's the that's the that's the matchup I want to see. Yeah, I think that's going to be excellent too. I think that's uh, it's kind of fun to see Jalen Hurts versus Josh Allen, even though they don't play each other, obviously one on one and stuff. But just to have mm-hmm. those two guys on the same field on the same night, right? Um, mm-hmm. you, you figure that some points are going to be scored on that game. So, um, hopefully more by Buffalo, obviously, but uh. But yeah, I think it's exciting. And, and it comes at a time um, just after Thanksgiving, too, where uh, it kind of worked backwards for us last year. But hopefully it, it, it changes this year by week 12. Hopefully we have kind of some things figured out and we're, where it's the day before or it's the week before the buy. So guys are like, all right, let me I, I, how is the attitude there on the week before a buy? Do you think given this game with the Eagles and it'll be kind of jacked up, do you think um, they'll. I'm not saying that nobody tries 100%, but it just gives you a little more emphasis to say, okay, I can go out there and really pound uh, pound these guys uh, because I get a week off next week. No, the bye week doesn't the, – the, the thought process is never that, you know. Anytime you step on that field, you're ready to you're, – you're ready to go to war. And you know that, you know, you're going to give 100% and you're going to do everything you can. Like the one saying that a lot of people say, oh, he played really well because it was his contract year. You know, and, and, and that's and I've never believed that because the teams that I was on and with those guys, we gave the same effort every time we stepped on the field mm-hmm. because, you know, your brother next to you was given everything that he had that you were going to do the same thing. You weren't going to do something because you're trying to protect yourself and not get hurt, because when you do that, that's when you get hurt because you're not going at 100 percent. Some happens and you get caught up in the in the in the wash and. So with a bye week coming up, yeah, you're excited that you're going to have a bye week, but no, you still you're you're out there giving everything you got. 
Yeah. That's One thing point. too, I think that's so important for, for that like specific matchup, you have the bye week and then you're going to face the chiefs in Kansas city. So like, this is a good opportunity for the bills to, in my opinion, focus week after week after week, not focusing on, Oh, we're going to play this team in two weeks, that kind of mentality, because I always believe that you just got to take everything as it comes to you. So that for me is the probably the most exciting matchup. But here's one too, fellas. I think that you might find could be a very exciting matchup too. We host the New Jersey Giants uh, week. That's what week six, and that's Brian Dable coming yep. back to Buffalo in his first time since obviously becoming the head coach of the Giants and coming back to where you know he's from in West Seneca. So I think that that is a pretty exciting matchup as well. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so too. Obviously, getting Dable uh, into Buffalo again, his first game back. Um, he's got, you know, an exciting offense there. They just signed Darren Waller and, and he's obviously the mastermind that kind of created what Josh Allen is in, in some people's opinion. And Danny and Dimes ain't Josh Allen, by the way, just saying. And, and so, yeah, so, da- you know, Danny Jones, I don't think is uh, Danny quite at that level. And I, I just think that, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting matchup for the Dable thing, but, but, uh, you know, I don't know if it'll be as competitive as people hope. Uh, between the two teams. I think the Bills may uh, have the advantage there. Yeah, think, I, think, I think the Bills definitely have the advantage over the Giants. Um, but for Dable, it's going to come down to coaching and mm-hmm. what he wants to try to prove, you know, because of what people were saying when he was here and stuff like that. He couldn't do this, he couldn't do that. And he was so predictable that he's coming in with a chip on his shoulder. And I can guarantee you with him having a chip on his shoulders, it translates to your players having a chip on their shoulders. And so they're going to do everything. So it will be pretty exciting, but I still give the kind of a chance for the student to beat the teacher there. Right. Yep, too. Exactly. He's going to exact, you know, he's going to try to exact kind of some revenge and so to speak. Get the and, tablets ready. You know, I think when you're getting yourself ready, right. You kind of want to use whatever you can to really make sure you're in tip top mental mm-hmm. uh, capacity to go to war. Like you say. So I think, you know, Dorsey will no doubt have that in his mind of like, all right, the student's got to beat the teacher here. Let's make sure that we, um, and, and those guys in the organization obviously know him. So that, that to me, spells a little bit of advantage. The game I'm most excited to see, um, if I can move into to my, to my pick, is actually the Jaguars game in London. I'm, I was really upset that we didn't get that here because it could be the preview of the AFC Championship game, in my opinion. Mm. Jaguars mm. are kind of an up-and-coming team. Trevor Lawrence is exciting to watch. And my favorite player on that team, obviously, is Travis Etienne. I think, you know, that kid... Is, Calvin is just Ridley, too, in his first year now with them. After Exactly. Suspension. He comes in with them, you know, and uh, they got a couple of guys from Syracuse University, which I near and dear to my heart where where I grew up and, and looking at those guys. So, um, you know, I think it's just kind of cool. Uh, that matchup's going to be nice. It's going to be awesome to wake up at like 530 because my son, my three year old, will wake me up. And then I'm, so I still have a lot of time to to tailgate uh, before the game and uh, and get ready. So, yeah, you always that- get, get in that game mindset. Right, Mark? Yes, exactly. <laughs> for that Giants game, too, I'll be surprised if Dave was not in the parking lot cracking open beers with Bill's Mafia at 7 a.m., you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, that's sure. the type of guy he is, too. But if you guys are just now tuning in, we're live here in the sit-down. We're live here with Mark Maddox, former Bill's linebacker, as we are taking a look at the schedule. But, Montage, let's take a look. at Is any comments you want to highlight real fast before we actually get into our questions for Mark? Yeah, I kind of want to roll into the questions with Mark, and then we'll kind of get to your comments a little bit as it goes. Uh, Mark's kind of going to be here with us for just a little bit longer, and I want to make sure we take advantage of that, and then we'll uh, get with you guys um, and get more of the comments in and give you our thoughts as well. Amen to that. So, Mark, before we actually kick off our questions for you, I want to play a little clip 
out there for Bill's Mafia, just to give you a little insight of who we are having here in the sit-down with us tonight. First and foremost, the best part about is when you see the second half of that clip, how he's coming out of the entire pile. I got the ball. You know what I mean? Like, I got the ball and showing the crowd, Bill's Mafia, it, making us rave at that point. Uh, so, I want to know, Mark, when you recovered that kick, did you actually feel like, being down 35-3, to three, that that might have been a change in momentum? <laughs> um, well, what I thought was at first was, ouch, when that ball hit me in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, it hit me in the leg, but the only thing that went through my mind at that point in time is they just intercepted a pass and scored a touchdown, you know, a pick six. Scores now 35 to three. We're at midfield. If they get this ball right now, it's very easy that we could be down, you know, 42 to three like that. And especially the way they were playing in the first half. Um, and so the only thing that was going through my mind was you better get this ball right now. And whatever, by all means necessary, you get this ball. And so once I recovered it, um, I did, I had that feeling that this was the turning point for us. This was our opportunity. We're going to get a short field. We got an opportunity to go down and score. And this is um, after we, after I got the recovery, I went to the sideline, um, was talking to the special teams coach. And I said to him, this is what I said. I said, coach, we're going to score. Let's do surprise middle onside kick and we'll get the ball back again. Um, short field. And he goes, and it's Bruce DeHaven. And he goes, you bet your ass we are. And that's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> and so we knew it right then and there that that momentum had shifted, you know, because when I said that to him and his comment was, you got, you, you, you bet you're right, you know, in a few choice words. Um, yeah. And it was, it was just like, you could feel how, the energy had shifted and at halftime with Walt Corey and the stuff that he was telling the defense. And it was one of those things where he said, we're going to take and put linebackers back out there. We're going to hit them. No one runs past you without getting hit. You know, we are going to bust some choice words and everything. And it, that was it. And we came out, we scored, and when next thing you know, we got that surprise middle onside kick. Mark Pike and I ended up hitting the guy, lifting him up so Christy could get underneath and pull the ball out, and that was it. Because once we got – yeah, we were like, yeah, it completely was – their bubble Their bubble went from this big to like this. It just mm -hmm. shrunk on them. And they couldn't stop – they couldn't stop it. I love that because, you know, Montage knows that I'm a firm believer in that momentum is an actual factor that is in the game. And at that moment, one play is all it takes to just change the momentum, not even just on one phase of the football, all three phases of football. So I liked your answer there. And uh, the second question I'm going to ask you here now, and this is one personally because they call me sauce guy, right? I have a love for wings and I know my wings. I've been to every place that you can think of. But Mark, I got to know. What was your favorite place or is your favorite place in Buffalo for chicken wings? Okay, well, Duff's is going to be mad at me because I'm not going to say Duff's. So, <laughs> we won't tell him. But, but okay. Um, no, I lived in Orchard Park, and we had a great pizza place. And I think I had to look them up because I just wanted to make sure um, 
about them. And the, the name of the pizza place was Capelli's um, in Orchard Park. And they actually opened in like night air in what was it like 34 years ago. So they had just opened probably like three or four years before I got there. And so, yeah, I, I love their wings. I love their pizza. And it was just unbelievable. So I would have to say Capelli's. Now I had a personal like little bet that I thought your answer was, because I had no idea obviously, but I thought that your answer was going to be big tree in, in Orchard Park. Cause I know that's a big, big time favorite amongst a lot of players, but Capelli's man, that's a really good choice actually. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Nope. Capelli's. All right, Montage, I think you got the next question here, brother. Yeah, and this is kind of, you know, you were alluding to just the energy you guys had when that momentum shifted. And and I think the people you had in the building at that time, um, obviously Bruce Smith, one of the greatest, uh, my my favorite and my I think the greatest defensive end to ever play the game. But, um, you know, Kelly obviously had his attitude. Thurm was, you know, all these guys, and yourself included, and, and these guys were – the, the top of the top, I think you, everyone had the attitude that they were going to go out and, and get it done, and they were the best at doing it. And so did the Bills team this year, do they kind of have those same that same kind of fire, the same, you know, can they go out and, and win a Super Bowl and, and let us know why you think that might be? Um, I believe they have I, – I believe in my heart that they have the potential, okay? I watch them. I watch the way they play. I think that, you know, the desire is there. I think the players are there. Um, I believe, and I put a lot of it on coaching, okay? And, and I, don't, I, I don't like talking bad about coaches because they do what they do and they, have, they do a tremendous job with what they do. Um, but I feel at times that our team is hurt by coaching, mm. by that we do like how we play like you look at that um that that game against the Bengals um in the playoffs what really disappointed me is that we were playing timid defensively and and Cincinnati was playing aggressive defensively and with that type of weather you almost would rather a guy run in a trail technique so you want to press and follow because Mm -hmm you're more apt to be in more control because when you're backpedaling and making changes of direction with that type of weather, it's so much harder. And if you look at the way, if you look at the way the Bengals played us defensively, they played more man coverage and it put them in better position because with the, with the ground conditions and everything it gave, it didn't give Josh a lot of time because they were still able to get a rush, but now because they're playing man coverage, he doesn't have that window to throw the ball in there, you know, because mm-hmm. you never, they're right on our guys. But when you, they were playing zone, we made more throws versus their zone because, you know, we had the advantage. So they ended up playing more man. We played more zone. So for me, with this team, I think they have all the tools and the capability to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. I think right now their um, favorite third um, – with the the betters and stuff like that. And um, I just truly, truly feel that coaches have to put them in the right spots, put them in the right position to be successful. And if that happens with the coaches this year, there's no stopping them. Because I believe we have have some of the best talent in the league. I love that. We got the best quarterback, right? So that's that's always helpful. So the the one big thing um, 
I wanted the kind of this is just more of a, a funny question, I think, and just see kind of jog your memory a little bit. Uh, my favorite tackle that I had, I only played out to the high school level. You never tackled play. nobody, Montage. You know, so I, mine was, mine was in practice, you know, of a high school practice. So I want to know, like, you know, in an NFL game and stuff, do you have, you know, like a Matt Milano crushes Mike White type of situation, you know, those kind of like, you just absolutely either uh, perfect form or absolutely punished a guy. And then just that, do you have like a memory of that kind of thing? Well, I, I have a couple, but um, like I have one, and um, I wish I would have known I could have sent you where I blasted Tom or um, Drew Bledsoe um, uh -huh. in a New England game. And I mean, I hit him. I thought I broke his back. I really did. His eyes rolled in the back of his head. The, the announcer said, if he keeps getting hit like that, he's going to want to give the millions back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it was really funny. I'll send it to you guys um, after we're done. Um, but I mean, it was for me though, when you talk about tackling someone, I grew up and I always wanted to be a running back and not a linebacker. And so, you know, I grew up watching Tony Dorsett, um, Earl Campbell, um, Walter Payton, uh, Marcus Allen, all these guys, you know, and what happened is we were playing the Raiders in, um, in the Coliseum. And we were up in like the fourth quarter and I got to go in the game. And who do I get to line up across from Marcus Allen? Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, okay. And they run a play and I ended up tackling him. And when you talk about remembering something, I remember this. I can remember it. I laid on the ground. All I remember is laying on the ground, looking up in that Coliseum and going, I just tackled Marcus Allen. I did <laughs> it. You know, that was, that was to me the end all be all. I knew I was there when I tackle him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's dope. It's a great one. Uh, and Mark, we're going to ask you a, a final question here before we let you get out of here. Uh, and, but again, we appreciate you coming on so much, but guys, we're live here on the sit down with Mark Maddox. And the final question I want to ask you is I see that you got scavenger hunt going on and a lot of raffles. Tell us what you got going on and tell the people where they can get involved and, and where they can find out how to get some more info or how to get involved or whatever. Okay. Um, I have a nonprofit called help one foundation and we do a lot of stuff throughout the community in back in New York, here in Arizona. Um, I've helped people out in Florida, Georgia, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, through it, through our books where we get books for kids. We do backpacks, we do blessing bags for the homeless. We do holiday parties for, um, not holiday parties, but holiday gifts for low-income families that have a child with special needs. And we sponsor a couple kids here with gymnastics and a couple other sports. Um, but what I do is um, through my nonprofit, I have a page called Bill's Mafia Nation, or not a page, a group, Bill's Mafia Nation. And we host little events there to help raise money to take care of all this stuff. And one of the things that we have right now that's coming up um, May 20th is a scavenger hunt. And the people love it because I get them to go out. Um, I send a list. They get the list. They go out. They take pictures of like, last year they were with a cop or on a swing or going down a slide or at a historical marker in their community. So we get them out in the community. We get them interacting with people and just out and enjoying the day and having fun. But what we end up doing is we'll give away bills, prizes and stuff like that um, based on 
when they turn their stuff in, well, not when they turn their stuff, they get raffle entries. And so that's one thing that we're doing. Um, I think I'm going to do another thing like last year with the alumni, well, two years ago with the alumni gala and um, golf tournament where I'm going to set up um, an event where they can join me. Um, they can enter tickets and then they get to come go to the event with me and meet other alumni and go to the golf tournament. And then last year we did another giveaway where we did an NFL experience where we went to the game in LA. Um, they got to go to the VIP tailgate. Real quick and- to Mark before, cause you brought up LA ironically. Cause I told my father we were having you on tonight. My, he actually met my father in LA last year. Okay. Angelo. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so we're going to, we're um, thinking about doing it again this year. We just didn't know when the game was going to be except for now it's out. So now we know we're probably going to set that up too. And so we're doing cool the weather down, the weather out in LA will be a lot nicer than the weather in Buffalo at that time, obviously. So, exactly. The um, LA was great. I went to the opener at the Rams too. I was out at the uh, tailgate there at the casino, right? That's where mm-hmm. you were at. Oh yeah. Um, it was hot though. It was hot. that Yeah. Day. Yeah. My buddy, I went with a guy I was working with and he bet he was, he's a Dolphins fan, but he bet me that the Rams would beat us. And I said, sure. How much you want to bet? Like how much you have on your physical person right now? I'll bet you all of it. So, you know, he says a hundred bucks. Um, I end up winning a hundred bucks from him. And then I go to the, the casino there, played some Texas Hold'em and, and, lost it back to the house obviously but yeah so uh yeah uh, is it did i get it spelled right here mark the help one foundation or do you use the number one there use the number one yeah the number, the number one it's help one foundation.org and like he said too he's got the bills mafia nation group that you guys can go and check out on facebook get involved i've seen a signed von miller frame jersey that was somebody won that's awesome much more uh on that page with him and again Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Maddox here in the sit down with us. And I want to thank you one more time. And, you know, awesome to have you in here and great stuff. And we'll actually, we'll put out a little promotion for Help One Foundation tomorrow when we uh, release some of the uh, clips from this podcast. But Mark, I want to say again, thank you so much and go Bills. Yes, go Bills. Thank you guys for having me. And I'll be back on. I'll get come back to you guys. Excellent. Well, I'm you, happy thank to have you. you here in the sit down. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right. Bye. Mark Maddox, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what, Lance, what that was awesome. I mean, you know, just yeah. from the guy's answers, just to the way that he's still active with the community and he's doing things that are so positive and beneficial to people. It just it's just there, there's more to this life than sometimes just sports. And that's awesome to see that because I'm a firm believer in, you know, caregiving. I, I was once a caregiver myself, so I really have a lot of love and admiration for him. We're actually going to welcome in another built in Buffalo uh, host of the Red Zone Report, our guy Izzy. And uh, Izzy, welcome in, brother. How are we doing? Doing pretty good, baby. How you doing? Doing excellent, man. So, uh, Montage, wh- how did you feel after that uh, entire thing with Mark? Yeah, great. These, I mean, I've just had the, the blessing, like you said, and just the, the honor um, of hanging out with two former Bills legends that have just been absolute rock stars. Um, couldn't be nicer people. Uh, obviously, uh you know, doing a lot in the community. And, and what the, the thing is, is they're giving back, you know, to the youth. And that's, what's really important to me as well. You know, I, you know, I have a three-year-old and, and everything that I do now is, is for kind of the youth, you know, our, our as we get older, obviously our, our, uh, brain shifts and, and then we have to we have to go and start making sure that the next uh, generation kind of gets uh, what they deserve out of life. So that's basically seems to be a, a very, um, 
good charity and, and kind of those are the things that those former athletes are doing. And I, and I just love it. I love seeing it. And, and they're just really cool guys uh, to talk to as well. I think it was a uh, really nice flow and Mark, you know, was really nice to, to answer and chuckle with us at the different times. And uh, I think we, I think we had good questions for him that he enjoyed uh, talking about too, fond memories and those kind of things. So, so really cool uh, experience and, and uh, was happy uh, that we were able to have him on for sure. And now that we got Izzy in here, uh, here in the sit down presented by Duff's famous wings here on the both the Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, we're going to talk a little bit more about the schedule and some of the things that we really want to break down. And, of course, we're going to have our segments here at some point as well. But we got a lot more show left in us uh, still out there, Bill's Mafia. But, Montage, let's go ahead and let's actually take a look at some of the comments real fast that we may have missed. Yeah, again, thanks, guys. I didn't want to – we had just a little bit of time with him, and we didn't want to um, miss out on some of the things that we had, you know, talked about uh, beforehand. So uh, there's a couple of comments here around – uh, that I would definitely want to get Izzy on as well. Um, let's let's circle back maybe to the Von Miller deal. Now that you see the schedule, you kind of see what um, we're facing. Do you think there's any urgency, any, any urgency, or any real need to force him to be back before maybe like the week four Miami game? Um, before week four, maybe, maybe for the Miami game, uh, right. but. But before that, I don't think so. Um, you know, uh, looking at the at the defense uh, fairly, you know, you have uh, you have guys out there who who can do the job okay uh, on the line. Uh, I could see assigning another guy to kind of you know supplement that missing piece of Va- uh, Von Miller, like a Justin Houston or a you know a Ngakwe or a uh, Melvin Ingram. But I don't see us rushing to bring him back. We didn't do that to Trey White, you know, and he was hurt on Thanksgiving as well. And we waited all the way till like December to bring him back. So I think that yeah. I think that Von Miller might be sat down for a while until the schedule gets hot, which is right at that Miami game. Um, yeah. But no, I'm not. Yeah, I think it's it. it's weird because he's he's like really adamant that he was almost like thinking about playing in the playoffs too, and now it's like okay. Um, now we've had the whole off season, you know, I think we'll obviously get a little bit more into this once the uh, training camp stuff starts and we can actually see, you know, because if he goes out in say a, a preseason game, then we're like, all right, well, he's, he's just tuning up and he's ready. Then we don't have to really worry about it, but, uh, we'll have to see, you know, what, what is participation in, in training camp and things. Trey was doing some really nice stuff in training camp. Um, but obviously the mental part of it, he couldn't get over. Vaughn seems to have the mental part of it figured out. He's, he's ready to go before. three weeks after he got hurt. Yeah, it seemed like he was ready to go. And and I think um, I just I think he's going to I already projected him to play week one. But it's obviously going to be if he's and Mark said, if he if he's ready, he's going to play. And I think that's that's good. And I honestly I think, too, the the biggest reason that anybody's even wondering if he's going to play for week one is now because we know we're going to face against the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, where we're going to need pressure on the quarterback. And it's not like the Jets have a scrappy offensive line like they have some solid players up there. So I think that that's kind of the whole thing. And you want to get out in front with those divisional games. Sure. But it's week one of the regular season. You could go on to win the remainder of 16 games. And I think that nobody would care about losing week one. Right. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, Von Miller's ACL tear was questioned until it was confirmed. I mean, that leads me to believe that his ACL tear was not a very terrible one, but one that just had to end his season. 
because it was an ACL tear. I mean, an ACL sprain is technically a tear, just not as severe as a, you know, all the way tear. And while that's the case, I don't know if they'll be rushing to get him out there. But if he's ready, I could see it happening. I just I, well, he I, may I'm, be rushing sure. himself, you know, right? He he more than the team would, but he he may be like, hey, I want you know more chomping at the bit and ready to go. It it depends on the doctors, honestly. If the doctors clear him, they they may say yeah, and, and put him out there. Not but the I doctors him, that were involved with Miami. Just everyone knows. No, not those guys. They, those guys. <laughs> those guys need to be fired immediately. But I think that if if the doctors you know say that he can go, they may throw him out there for twenty percent of the snaps. You know, they wouldn't give him a big workload. I mean, AJ Epinesa was forty percent of the snaps. About put up six and a half sacks. I mean, the the yeah. the rush wasn't great without Vaughn, but still. Yeah, Greg Rousseau definitely shined at moments, too. I mean, he's going to obviously play better when he's playing alongside of Von Miller, too. And I think that, you know, Von Miller's obviously been a big big advocate for Greg Rousseau, too, and talking about how he's feeding him gunpowder and gasoline and whatever. And I think that we're going to see a little bit more of that come to fruition this year, and that's huge, right? Because our pass rush has been, in my opinion, when we've had a weak secondary, but we've had an incredible pass rush, it just kind of, you know, negates that. So, like, we're okay at that in that aspect. But – Let's actually go ahead and take a look at uh, like some of our instant reactions to the schedule. I'll start off here. But if you guys are just now tuning in, you're live here in the sit down. Hit that like and share. Keep those comments flowing. We're live here now. Joined with Izzy, the host of the Red Zone Report. Myself, the Sauce Guy at Buffalo Sauce Guy on socials. And Mafia Montage at Mafia Montage. So here's the first thing that I noticed. Obviously, you got your week one matchup. Monday Night Football. That's great. We got to wait an extra, you know, whole freaking day. You know, a couple days to, to see the Bills play week one. Whatever. But my instant thing is that. We're going to host the Dolphins week four. I like that because that means we face the, the Dolphins in week 18. And the reason that I say that this is something I immediately notice is because we all remember what happened in Miami last year. If you want to tell me that the events that took place in Miami that you know last season that didn't have anything to do with how the rest of the season went as far as injuries and just throwing us off our game, then you just haven't been watching because truly – we all know how the stadium is set up there. I'm not going to really go into how it's messed up. We all know it's fucked up, whatever. But it's interesting now because we're not going to play in that humidity. So you're going to get that divisional matchup late in the season, yes, after you've hosted the Patriots in Week 17. So I think that that really sets the Bills up for just more chances of eliminating some of the little things that can cause injury and just little hiccups and little bits of uh, obstacles that we had to try and overcome so much last year. I think that this schedule – even with its toughness, per se, because of opponents' win percentage combined, the AFC East has the toughest schedules this year. I still – I think that we're set up we, – we're still, in my opinion, the best team in every single one of these games. The only one that I'm really still looking at that I'm, like, nervous about right now, number one, I would say the Jags, but we're due to win against the Jags because we like to go back and forth with them, right? We had that whole trap game BS a couple years ago, but – I want to say it's that Cincinnati Bengals game because we're going back to Cincinnati. It's on, you know, it's on Sunday night football. And that's after you've had, you know, a long week off, which is good, right? But I'm still worried because we have yet to show that we could beat Cincinnati. And that's the one question mark that I still have. I know we can beat Kansas City, but the Bengals are a different team in their own respect. So that's kind of my instant reaction to the schedule. And, you know, but Montage, what was your instant reaction to the schedule? I kind of alluded to this in the uh, in talking with Mark too. Is I think this kind of sets us up well to to have a good record, and and for me it sets us up to really 
we have an early couple of tests. We have some some kind of games where so we're we're the favorite in the first eight games of the season. Okay? Minus three favorite so, to open the season, by the way. Yep. And and we're we're the favorite in the first eight. So I'm not saying all eight or any of the eight are easy games necessarily. We gotta play our game. But if the Bills play the Bills game and use the people that we have in the right ways and all you know, all this stuff, right? You know, if we're if we're playing well. This is going to be a team that's going to go out and potentially win, you know, seven of their first eight games. They're going to probably lose one of them. I'm sure they're not going to go eight. No, but if they do, that'd be fantastic. But so, you know, you're looking at a six and two, seven and one start immediately. Right. And then uh, then you got to go to Cincinnati. And then that's the so you're you're on a Thursday night against Tampa Bay at home. And then you're you're off for a, kind of a long week till Sunday night football the next week. I, I like it. I think that uh, is the best situation you could have going into the Cincinnati game uh, besides coming off the bye week. But then coming off the bye week, we get Kansas City, which is nice as well, because we've shown we could win an arrowhead in the regular season. We get them a little later this year than we've had them in the past. So it just like it feels like we kind of go out there. We have eight games where we're the favorite. But then, you know, the tide sort of turns and we're going to be playing teams where um, this is where we will find out really what the Bills are going to be this year because we'll be able to see kind of how they match up. But it also gives our young guys a chance to kind of grow before we have those volatile matchups. And I know the Jets and Dolphins early on, the Jets and Dolphins early on are definitely important. Jacksonville's important. Um, and that it's not to say they're not important, but I just think the guys – uh, there'll be a little bit, probably a little bit more room for error, so to speak, um, with the young guys uh, getting Dalton Kincaid integrated in the offense, getting Osiris oh, Torrance comfortable at whatever position he ends up, uh, most assumingly right guard, I guess, but maybe left guard, I'm not sure. I, I heard some people talking about him at left guard, but Izzy, I think he's basically penciled in to, to start at right. I agree. I think the uh, right guard is going to be the spot for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we signed Ryan Bates to, you know, his, his deal and his deal is starter money, you know, average starter money. Uh, but we signed McGovern to, you know, above average starter money, you know, protect our quarterback money, you know, 23 million for three years versus 16 for four. I think mm-hmm. that Bates's job is more, you know, likely to be usurped than, uh, the McGovern's. However, McGovern you know, wouldn't play right guard. He could. He could actually play right guard, left guard, and center. He's done all three. So he has that position flex across the inside of the line. Um, in college, I believe he played some left tackle as well. But in the NFL, he is a guard. Uh, Osiris Torrance can play guard and, I believe, right tackle. Uh, and they said that he took some snaps in practice at center. So he could be an yeah. emergency center. But I wouldn't see him going to center. If something happened to Mitch Morris, that would be Bates. Yeah, Bates. And then, obviously, the third would maybe be able to be McGovern. But uh, I thought that, you know, someone said, and I have to go back and look at this, but I think someone said that potentially McGovern was even maybe more effective on the right side. It's just that Zach Martin was there in the Cowboys organization mm-hmm. playing Could right be. guard. So he never got the uh, opportunity. So I guess don't don't sleep on the fact that, you know, Torrance could move into left guard, McGovern yeah. as the right, and then, you know, Bates is your swing guy. Obviously, that's what people are thinking. So um, to answer a lot of the other questions, kind of just in general, in the in the, or I guess, what was your initial? Uh, Izzy, we'll get to you. I don't want to veer off of it right away. Uh, what was your initial reaction, I guess, to when you saw the schedule? 
when I saw the, the what? The schedule. Uh, schedule. So initially I saw it when you showed me. So uh, we have some stretches there where there's some tough games. Uh, the long stretch at the end, we luckily have our bye week in the middle of that, which is nice. I pulled the schedule up here just so that way I'd have a point of reference. Uh, you know, with the with the Bengals game being at week nine, right dead in center in the middle of the, of the of the year, and having you know the half bye when it comes to the Thursday night game, the Bills can rest up a little bit, head to Cincinnati, and handle the business day if they have to. These teams are are very similar to what they were last year, but they're not the same. We don't have Leslie Frazier out there calling our defense, so I think we'll see more aggressive Bills defense. Also, by week nine, I think Von Miller should be back, so we shouldn't be Millerless playing the Bengals like we were last year with that sorry offensive line that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, they did do some stuff to address it, but they also did some stuff to address it last year. So it could be a coaching issue that they're having on the offensive line. Maybe the guys that they're bringing in don't fit. But I really like uh, I really like the that, that game is going to be a tough game. And I think that the Bills, if they can beat them there, it would really give them some momentum moving forward throughout the season. Games like that are pivotal at pointing your team in the right direction. And so – I'm really hopeful for that, and I'm also glad that we're not playing on Thanksgiving this year. You know, we we've won, we've done nothing but win on Thanksgiving, so Thanksgiving's been nice to us. Other than the fact that two years in a row we've lost all pro, you know, players, you know, that were keys to our defense two years in a row. I think that most Bills fans are over it. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, a couple of the instant reactions to the NFL schedule release of 2023. Um, so we're live here with the Izzy from the uh, Red Zone Report right here on the sit down in the Built in Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. By the way, guys, Built in Buffalo is in partnership with West Hurt, Ticket IQ, PLB Sports, and Picasso's Pizza, and of course, proud partner with Duff's Famous Wings. And so, uh, Montage, let's take a look at some of the comments too that we still have coming in, um, uh, uh, kind of regarding to the schedule, because we're going to actually go through some of the ones uh, with our segments for victory formation, pain trains, and that kind of stuff as well. So, we're still going to keep going through the schedule a little bit here. Yeah, I guess uh, we would probably move into our segments here. I'm not seeing a ton of comments that do that say anything about the schedule itself. Um, guys like in uh, L.A., uh, looks like he's got a picture here with uh, Zoe and, and Maddox maybe there. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, awesome. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was so great to have Mark Maddox in here. It was a process for months, but the guy is busy, as you can tell, everything he's got going on. But we are just – Honestly, it was awesome to have him in here. And, you know, Lance, after getting to have Stevie Johnson on the draft night, too, was really a great experience, too. So I just want to remind you guys that Built in Buffalo is your source for all Bill's content. We got podcasts, live shows. We've got tons of updates through our Twitter page, whatever it may be. All social medias. Check us out, Built in Buffalo. And I'll tell you what, it's the fucking place to be. Turn those notifications on so you don't miss any of the upcoming coverage. Real fast, too, before we go into some of these segments, Izzy, tell the people again, a little bit about the Red Zone Report and where they can find you and what you got coming up. All right, so the Red Zone Report is a show I do every Sunday. Uh, there will probably be some Sundays I can't do it uh, this year, uh, family stuff and going out of town. I'll be in Rochester in July uh, to go see family up there. So maybe I'll Make get sure to holler at me. Some of you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the plan. Um, but you stay off season, so there's not going to be a ton of stuff that we miss. Um during the regular season, it's going to be uh, the post-game show for Sunday games uh, with me and Akeem. So that's going to be a lot of fun uh, to have, you know, somebody on the show with me regularly. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about the direction of the show and how it's going on. During the offseason, 7 p.m., Sundays, look out for us. Uh, otherwise, during the regular season, 
It's definitely going to be uh, me and Akeem right after the game. And, uh, you know, depending if it's a night game like that Bengals game, it's probably going to be right before the game. Maybe right after. I'm not sure. You know, we'll figure that out when it comes. But maybe we'll do before and after. I'm down, whatever it is. But... I'm just seeing now it seems like the Giants at home here is on NBC as well. So Sunday night football uh, at home against the Giants, it looks like. Um, unless the, so the ESPN's teams... got that wrong. So the networks have now vied for the games and they've got their games in. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, you'll have like a 2 p.m. show for the Jacksonville game since it's on at 9.30. <laughs> you can get your stuff done right, uh, right early well, and then you'll have your whole it's night. It's 9.30 Eastern time, so that's 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 9.30 here where we're at. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can do the uh, – you know, you're doing your, your red zone report uh, pretty, pretty early in the day unless you're going to stay at 7 there. No, no, no. We're doing it right after the game. We're, we're not we're not taking a backseat to anybody. That's right. Yeah, it. and, and oh, yeah. Lance and I have actually been on the Red Zone Report with Izzy before, too, to actually be for post-coverage uh, report for the Bills. So make sure to check them out on Sundays, too, as well. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you yeah. and Akeem both on there as well. You know, you guys have a great a great post-game coverage. And that's what we need, right? It was one of the Bills when we have to follow it up with some great Bills content as well. So that's where you guys can check out Izzy. And Montage, we're going to actually go through some of these old segments that we had on here previously. Um, and I'm excited to kind of start bringing these back like you did previously. Um, what was it last week or whatever? So we're actually going to yeah. go ahead and we're going to start off here with a little bit of victory formation. And now this one, it's normally our offensive keys to the game, but this is going to be which matchup do we think we're going to see the most potent or explosive version of this Buffalo Bills offense. Let's play this little clip. I tell you what, if we line up in that split backfield formation, that would be one hell of a formation there. But uh, yeah, so Sauce God, uh, take us into your victory formation for the Buffalo Bills. Who do you think the Bills are going to go and match up with the best to have an explosive offensive performance? I honestly think it's going to be week two versus the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And I say that because it's going to be our first home game and it's going to be following up that week one matchup against the Jets on Monday night football. So win or lose week one, I just think that the Bills have themselves an opportunity, should they all still be healthy and everything like that, to kind of come out against a team that right now has a lot of question marks, in my opinion. Whatever with the Raiders, I just think that this is an opportunity. It's not a divisional matchup. It's not something that we're necessarily expecting to see in the playoffs. You know, no, no disrespect to the Raiders, but I just think it's a great opportunity. Uh, kind of like how in the in the longest yard, you know, he, Adam Sandler talks about they have a tune-up game. And in a sense, this could be a little bit of a tune-up game because we're going to have some tough opponents after that with the Washington Commanders and with the Dolphins. So if we want to find our offensive rhythm, I think that week two, that's the best opportunity. Week one, we're going to come out and I'm sure that we're going to play well and win the game, but sometimes you don't come out and make, you know, mistake-free football. So I think that week two is going to be the most explosive version. That's my victory formation pick of the week. Uh, let's go to let's go to Izzy first on this one. That's a tough one because we're playing some good defenses other than the Raiders, so it's hard to, hard to go against that claim. You know, the Dolphins have Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard now, and Howard's should be injury-free coming this year. Um, but I like our offense against the Dolphins. We still put up points against those guys, and Diggs, generally speaking, owns Ramsey and Howard, so it doesn't really matter who you put on Diggs. Uh, it's going to matter how they do against the other guys. Uh, so the Dolphins game is one where our offense could come alive. Uh, then looking at 
the Bengals game, you know, I'm not too confident in their defense uh, this year. Um, Two safeties gone, right? Yeah, I'm just, I'm, not, I'm, you know, just not that, that, not that big on them. But wow, the yeah, the Broncos, the Chiefs. We usually do pretty good, against, good against the Chiefs defense. But I think that the Raiders game is correct. I think that that's the team that we most likely have the opportunity to set a tone as a defense. So that that could be the game right there. You are, you, I think I'm with Sauce on this one. Montage. Perfect. Well, just to not be redundant, I think, you know, definitely could have a great output there. But I think looking in week 17 at home against New England um, is one where we could really uh, put our foot down on the gas pedal and really, uh, you know, be getting some momentum going into the postseason. So hopefully we can make it to that point pretty um, healthy. And if we have all our weapons there, I would say, you know, week 17, getting tuned up for that showdown with Miami. Um leading into the postseason, I think that's a, it's a game to watch where you got everything kind of figured out, but you want to see a little bit of uh, uh, nastiness from your team or whatnot. Uh, we could run for 150 yards. Um, the the weather's probably not going to be great, so you don't know how, how much you're going to pass for, but this is more for me like, okay, you know, can we kind of uh, start moving some people and get our running backs involved uh, big time and, and have a big day on the ground against New England? And that could uh, be, you know, probably make for a long day for the Patriots here and uh, it'll be even better because I'll be there with my wife and she'll have to suffer through every game that I've ever had to suffer through. Oh, the Patriots. <laughs> so yeah, I like that. Excellent. All right. So let's go to our next one here. And this time it's going to be our best matchup for us defensively. What is going to be our opportunity to lock in or what is going to be an opportunity where they're just not going to stand a chance offensively against us. We're bringing back the pain trains. Montage, start us off here, brother. Uh, Yeah, this segment gets me fired up. Love the horns. Love the uh, talk about the defense and the grit. I think that uh, um, it'll be interesting to see what Tampa Bay on week eight has for the Bills defense with uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, and whomever else they might have at quarterback there. They don't have a a lot of talent um, at the quarterback position, but they have pretty good weapons. So I think it's going to be interesting to kind of see how the defense matches up against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I guess I'm going to say it's just a little bit of a cop-out, but I want to say like Von Miller's first game back, whenever that happens to be, I think is going to be like – the defense absolutely game wrecking everything. So um, you look at Miami game week four uh, in Miami, you know, we don't have, or no, in Buffalo, excuse me, um, should be decent weather here. um, And it's going to be a highly charged, highly emotional game, I think. So if Von Miller is playing week four against Miami, I'd like to see um, uh, that, I like to say that that kind of gives us the best chance to, kind of show the defense's metal and and see where we're at with White and Elam and those kind of guys. We've got our our duo back in Poyer and Hyde. And I'd really like to see that uh that matchup week four with Miami. All right, Izzy, let's go to you next here. What do you think is the the best defensive game that the Bill or what what matchup stands out the most for this Bill's defense to have an opportunity? On defense? Yep. So on defense, the best matchup for the Bills let me go ahead and look at that schedule again. Best defensive is probably Washington, honestly. We're playing the, yeah. the Commanders uh, and 
they their quarterback is going to be was it Howell Sam Howell? But you now have Eric Bieniemy as offensive coordinator for the team as well. Uh, so I don't look at Eric Bieniemy as as anything until he does it somewhere else. Like he he was under Andy Reid in in, in KC, so he's got to show me. I, I got to see it. Like Brian Dable got a head coaching job because he was the offensive coordinator on a team with a defensive head coach, so the offense was his. I think that most people would agree that Andy Reid was the offensive mastermind in KC. And that's probably why BNME didn't get a head coaching job right away, which is also why Leslie Frazier didn't get a head coaching job right away either. So they're going to have to show me. Also, you know, coaching is one thing, but the ability to deliver the ball and, and read the defenses is, is, is on the quarterback. It's not on the coordinator. So you can call the best plays on the planet, but if your quarterback's not capable enough, it's not going to work. So we're, we'll have to see there. But I think that in Washington right there, they have good running backs. They have solid receivers. You know, Logan Thomas at tight end has now developed into a very good NFL tight end. They, you know, they have weapons, so we'll see what they can do there. But I think that that's a, a point where if Vaughn's back, it could be trouble for the for the commanders. I think for me, fellas, what I've got for my pain trains pick this week is, is definitely going to be – and I, I look at it, there's two that I really just – that stand out the most to me. And it's going to sound a little crazy at first, but week seven in New England, I think that – the way that the Bills' defense gets after Mac Jones, it's a great opportunity. We might have Von Miller back by then at that point as well. We, we, we're still probably rolling at that point through the season. I think that that's a great opportunity for our defense to really just stand tall and just kind of get after their fucking rival. Well, not really a rival at this point when we're, it's lopsided for one way. Um, <laughs> but I also look at the Week 10 matchup hosting the Denver Broncos with their entire train wreck that exists over there. And I don't think that they're necessarily a team that are, are really, that have any Super Bowl ambitions. I think that they're just trying to figure out what the hell to do with this quarterback that they traded for. So it's also supposed to be a primetime game. So I think that this great opportunity hosting the Broncos in Buffalo week 10, and you're just about, you're over halfway through the season. That might be a really great opportunity uh, defensively for the Buffalo Bills. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, our, our defense matches up well with a lot of these teams that we're playing this year. And that's why I kind of like the way the schedule's laid out, because it kind of sprinkles in those tests. I think that you have games where you're obviously the better team. You have games where you match up well, like you said, on defense with these guys or on offense with these guys. But I think that it ebbs and flows in a way that these games are enough to where it gives the t it gives the time for these guys to kind of figure out what their role and responsibilities are early on and then as you get later in the season you kind of have more of that gauntlet where hopefully uh our matchup is good because um guys have figured it out right and then you have a potential rookie in dorian williams playing mike linebacker and we'll see how that develops but you know uh having those teams that aren't as potent on offense right away kind of helps out. I think the Jets may become more potent as the season rolls on, but week one, I don't see him, you know, going out and starting on fire. You don't know how Brees Hall's health is going to be, you know, when is he going to be back right away week one or not? Um, I don't know that. I don't know if you know, Izzy, but um, you know, you got, you got some weapons there in New York, but you know, I think it might take them time to put it together. So the first, again, you know, maybe the first real offensive test gets in you know, against Miami and we'll see if Tua stays healthy there and Waddle and Hill, you know, you expect those guys to be a tough matchup. 
and then Jacksonville as well is going to be a tough matchup, I think, on on defense. So you got to have, you know, you got some tests there. And then with New York and New England and then Tampa Bay, you got another three games there to kind of make some tweaks and figure some stuff out. So I like how that's all laid out and kind of how these guys are going to have kind of a chance to figure out both offensively and defensively while, you know, kind of figure things out while still winning some games, I think. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to highlight this comment too. Still have, upset about having to play in London. I'm just upset that it has to be a home game that we're playing in London because we're definitely yeah, not that from away Tottenham. from Buffalo. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. Excellent. So if you guys are just now tuning in your live here in the sit down in the built and Buffalo networks, Facebook and YouTube, this is presented by Duff's famous wings hosted by myself, the sauce God at Buffalo sauce. God join here with my co-host mafia montage at mafia montage and our guy Izzy as well from the built and Buffalo network and the host of the red zone report. So let's go into our next segment here as well. I'll tell you what, man, it's feeling good to bring these ones back montage. It's almost feeling like we're getting that much closer to the NFL regular season. The weakest link, which you're going to see that week after week, I had to throw in that play from the Patriots because that was just a stupid play. And just watching Mac Jones get trucked by Chandler Jones is something of, to, for it personally can make my whole day better. Right. So the weakest link for this one, we're going to talk about what do we think? Who is just the opponent that has gotten no right even playing us this week? Montage, you want to start us off here? Yeah, sure. I think, you know, as Izzy kind of alluded the the commanders coming in or the, us going to the commanders um, obviously is the most lopsided uh, mismatch we'll have this year. In my opinion, I think it's um, a team, you know, obviously injuries are going to happen for teams and things. So like, you know, you could look at Denver in week 10 coming in uh, things like that. Tampa Bay, maybe in week eight coming in. But I, I think really the the weakest team that we're going to play is the Commanders, and having them kind of early on in the season is pretty nice. Izzy, what do you think? I think it's the uh, the Buccaneers actually. Uh, while I think that the Commanders are a game that we can really get started, I think we destroy the Buccaneers. I don't think it's going to be close. I think that I think we shatter them and and end their season in that week. I think it's it's a wrap. They're coming to Buffalo. It's going to start getting cold, you know. Baker Mayfield's hot and cold when it comes to, you know, his play. You know, he has an up year, a down year, an up year, a down year. You know, last year he had up and down moments, you know, in Carolina and then in L.A. Um, he's got good weapons in in, uh, in Tampa, so he's got no excuse to not perform. But our defense next year, I think that by that time, again, Vaughn should be back. You got Trey White coming back. After having more than a full season to come, you know, come back from the ACL, I think that Trey White's going to be a, a piece of this defense that people are actually sleeping on. You know, saying that he's he's not the same guy. You know, statistically going into the games last year, he still performed at a decent level. He just didn't look the same. The eye test wasn't there. Not right away. But, not right away. Yeah, the the eye test wasn't there. Like so that's what I'm saying. Like, but the numbers were there. Like the tackles. You know, they're still not throwing pick. the ball his way. Yeah, and so. He, I think that this year, after having a nice full off season of not having to recover from the ACL, being able to go into training camp and being able to perform in training camp and do regular training camp drills with the defense and being able to just go out there and with McDermott taking the, the reins on defense and pro- most likely the defense being more aggressive, um, I don't see it being a good day for Baker. 
And I, I don't see their defense being able to do much with our offense. I, I don't I don't see it happening. So uh, the Tampa game is, to me, the most dominant offensive game for the Bills. Mm. Now, I think for me, the answer for my weakest link, and it's going to be a little bit of a shocker, it's not necessarily the opponent, but it's going to be that week one matchup against the Jets. I just think that the Jets are like one and five in their last primetime games or something like that. And I know Aaron Rodgers, whatever, but the Bills are just, they're undefeated last year in primetime, okay? And then you're going to throw in all this talk about how, or the Jets the best team in the AFC East, or the Dolphins, the the disrespect always continues. And so for us like to, to have an opportunity to come out week one, fresh, new, new, new entire motto, mojo, whatever it may be for this entire season, you have an opportunity to come out that thinks that just because they added Aaron Rodgers, who I still, even though he can play, I still question if he really is at a competitive place in his mind where winning football games and winning a Super Bowl is the most important thing, right? So I think that that just week one matchup, they had no business pa- pairing up the Jets uh, even if it's in East Rutherford for a Monday night football matchup to open the season. That's my opinion. I like it. Yeah. I like talks, it, any yeah. Other, yeah. See, you highlighted a comment there real fast. Yeah. I like that, you know, having Tampa come in and, uh, and play there. Uh, trying to you know why? Because another... we never got the justice for the freaking pass interference. that was not called in the previous matchup when we were coming back, storming back. And then we obviously, it was like we all the rest of history. What's that? There was, like was like two pass interferences and two holdings. I still got one the picture, the profile Diggs's, picture. Yeah, one guy had Diggs' undershirt pulled out like pizza cheese. It's like, what are you doing? Like, ah, like I was, I was upset. I was, I was now upset. I'm hungry. <laughs> I love it, guys. All right, we've got a couple more segments here before we kick off the end of the show with our usual segments of the Montage Maniac of the Week and getting saucy as well. But here we go. Let's head ourselves into this next one here. Another little clip that I'm going to play before we do so. And happy to bring this one back again. Bada bing, bada boom. A little too early. Hold on a second, guys. This is actually what I wanted to talk about. The unsung hero of the week. Now, this matchup is actually going to be specifically for just what do we think is the most, like, what kind of gives you a breath of fresh air to think that this might really be a good thing for us to finish out the season, going through the season. I'll tell you right away, fellas, my immediate reaction for this one, for my unsung hero choice, is the week 13 bye. The fact that we have a late season, uh, you know, late in the season bye, then you have you have those tough games with the Eagles and the Chiefs right there. That's going to, like I said, give you an opportunity to not overlook any opponents. I think that that Eagles matchup might be the Super Bowl potential, right? And that's kind of why we're going to see it at that point. So I think week 13 you get healthy. You travel to Kansas City after that. You got to go into there. And I know we can beat Kansas City in Kansas City, but you know how we're all looking at that matchup as well. But that week 13 bye could be that little piece that the Buffalo Bills truly need to get that Lombardi trophy. What do you guys got? I yeah, I think you're spot on. Like the week 13 bye is obviously the the highlight of the schedule here as it comes out. It's definitely going to uh, be good. I, I love the. Um, you know, NFC matchups towards the end with Philadelphia and Dallas, where, you know, those give you games where they're not necessarily going to matter in like tiebreaker situations and shit like that. So it's kind of, you know, not that the game doesn't matter. I'm not trying to make that point. I'm just saying like, you're, if you, if you win or lose that game, you have a bad game or whatever, it's not going to be the end all be all the world. Whereas, you know, when you're looking at some of these Kansas city 
LA um, and then Miami game to end the season. Like those are kind of more must win higher pressure type games. I think the, the Eagles and the Cowboys there are going to be, people are going to be amped up and you're going to want to beat those teams. But at the end of the day, you know, if you do stumble and lose to one of them, um, it's not going to really uh, hurt you too bad. I don't think. Amen. Izzy, what do you think? I, I actually agree with that too. Here's, here's why, right? We have like a gauntlet there at, at that point in the season. We have the Bengals, yeah. the Broncos, I foresee to be better. So they should be tough this year. I don't think the Broncos are going to be as bad as they were last year. Well, not Nathaniel Hack is not their head coach, and they have a, a real offensive mind there. The Jets, we already know, you know, are going to be tough. And like you said, they're probably not going to pick up steam till later on once they can kind of solidify themselves. But their defense is outstanding, so we, we can't overlook that. Yeah. Their offense is what we're looking at to kind of pick up steam later on. Like that week one game could be a, you know, a 17 to 13 game. But that that yeah. week third or week eleven, what is that? Week eleven, week, yeah. Yeah, week eleven game against the Jets. That could be a tougher game, right? So you got the Bengals, the Broncos, the Jets, the Eagles. Then you have the bye to split up the monotony there. They have the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Chargers, right? And the Chargers aren't you know aren't some world beaters, but they're a good team. Herbert can play quarterback. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah, he's 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 a he's an excellent quarterback, and he can pick apart a defense. You know, just just like Josh Allen could, just like Burrow can, just like you know Mahomes can. He's just you know his his defense hasn't really been holding up there into the bargain. I think, and a uh, lot of the, his players have been unhealthy too to go alongside of it. I think. Yeah, but then at the end you have those two, uh, you know, divisional games that are going to matter, especially if we drop a couple of those games, which we might. So, yeah, yeah that 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 end stretch there with with the Bengals always the Dolphins having a nice bye week in the middle of that is like saying, hey, we're going to put you up against some of the best teams in the NFL, ten games in a row, your bye weeks in the middle. Amen to that. I like that. All right, let's head into our next segment now. Getting away from the schedule, we're going to head back to Bada Bing, Bada Boom. This is the army where you shoot them a mile away. You got to get them close like this. Bada Bing! This Bada Bing! This Bada Bing! Hmm. What do you think? This is the army where you got to get up close. Bada Bing! Blow your brains all over your suit. A little quote from The Godfather, of course. A little shout-out to that. Bada Bing. So what is it, the good in the world of sports that we've seen this week? I'll start us off here, fellas, and I've been waiting to talk about it all day. The Yankees onslaught of offense against the Athletics that includes a four-run, a.k.a. a grand salami from Anthony Volpe, who is still leading off for those New York Yankees. And I'll tell you what, man, this kid has got the mojo, his team. He's going to find ways to continue winning and just seeing his first career grand slam called by Ken Singleton was also uh, quite, quite the experience as well. Montage, what do you got here for bada bing, bada boom? Yeah, I'm loving the New York sports train uh, all together. The New York Knicks uh, held off the heat to take a, uh, uh, take the series to a game six, three to two uh, in the favor of the heat there. And I think that uh, Julius Randall kind of got back on a little bit. He was kind of just like, piece of cardboard standing on the court there for a little bit in game in the previous game so getting back uh three to three to two i think uh you know i I love to see the the new york teams having some success here yeah excellent izzy what's got you saying bada bing bada boom some of the good that you've seen from world of sports the knicks they they they, uh they made the series three to two against the heat let's go knicks and then the yankees getting hot after that slow start loving that you know the yankees uh in New York and out there showing you who's their, who's your daddy. Let's go. And, you know, I'm sitting here between two Italians on a bada bing talking about New York sports. Well, daddy Yankee, let's go, baby. 
I love it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Middle, let's go. Great stuff. And that's, of course, our segment of Bada Bing, Bada Boom, which is going to lead us to our uh, little opposite segment of Forget About It. What's Forget About It? Disagree like a Lincoln is better than a Cadillac? Forget about it. Agree, like it's better than cat. Forget about it. What does forget about it mean? Well, in this instance, it's going to be the ugly things that we've seen in the world of sports this week. And I'm going to go right back to starting us off here again, fellas, because I will tell you what. It has got to be, simply put, the disrespect that I constantly have seen in the national media towards this Buffalo Bills squad by constantly saying, are the, are the Jets led by Aaron Rodgers the best team in the AFC East? Until the fucking Bills lose that AFC East divisional title, I don't want to hear about that. It's our type. It shouldn't even be a conversation. Was anybody ever having these conversations when Tom Brady was fucking, you know, deflating footballs and all this over there in New England? No. Everybody gave him his respect. Why? Because he did it constantly. And the Bills have done it three seasons in a row, and they're definitely, in my opinion, going to do it for a fourth. And I just, again, the disrespect, it just got me saying, forget about it. So, Montage, what do you got for forget about it this week? I'll just stay with the schedule here real quick and just say, you know, having to play Jacksonville after they come off a week four matchup already in uh, England. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a huge deal, but it is a little bit of an advantage potentially on them uh, as they don't need to necessarily travel back to the States uh, before their next game. So they may be able to stay out there, practice and be more comfortable. And, and, you know, we're just, it's not a terrible flight. I think it's just comparable to flying out West uh, and playing a West coast game. So a six hour flight and whatnot. So I think it's, uh, you know, something that the schedulers had to make one mistake here to make me say, forget about it. Excellent. Izzy, what do you got for us? I don't know, man. Um, I watch a lot. Uh, other than football, I watch a lot more combat sports. You know, so mm-hmm. there's like Canelo came back and he fought some nobody I've never heard of. And, you know, <laughs> questioning his legacy. And I'm just like, man, come on now. That's Canelo, bro. You forget yeah. about it, bro. Like that, that legacy is solid. Let's go. The only question marks with Canelo should be, did he actually win that fight against Floyd Mayweather years ago? I mean, a lot of people really think that he did. And I I honestly don't even know if I disagree with that. So I like that for forget about it. All right. Now, guys, for those of you just now tuning in, don't forget to like, hit that like and share and keep those comments flowing. We're live here in the sit-down presented by Duff's Famous Wings. Of course, I'm your host as always. Every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time normally. But this week we had it at 8 due to the schedule release and our special guest that we had on formerly the Bills linebacker, Mark Maddox, which was awesome. So, Montage, I hope you got a little something planned for your little segment here, of course, because this is a regular that we've got to get ourselves in the habit of hearing. The Mafia Montage, Maniac of the Week. (laughs) He's a maniac, folks. Latavius Murray coming in, uh, Syracuse area native, went to Onondaga High School out uh, where I'm from, and Latavius Murray putting in work in the community already after coming in with the Bills, uh, putting in uh, some, I think he's going to help put in a new uh, children's center of some sort uh, down in in that area. So um, I know also some other guys have come in and got to work right away in the community here in Buffalo as well. So uh, Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week this week is going to go to Latavius Murray. And Montage, I I love it too because – 
you know, after the Bills already bolstered up that backfield again and now giving James Cook the keys to running back one, essentially, bringing in Latavius Murray, who also has one of the longest, I think he ran for maybe it was 98 or 99 yards for the Raiders actually at one point. So the guy actually has, you know, the, the wherewithal. I think he's just a little bit older, but I like that he's your montage maniac of the week. And so uh, I think that's going to go ahead and take us into our next segment here of Getting Saucy. I'm getting saucy as hell because you want to know something, you media people that want to disrespect this man right here. Cut it out, okay? He's a nice guy, six foot five, 230 pounds, just fucking pure God, right? The disrespect needs to stop. Everybody get out of his personal life. Let the man live, and I'm going to tell you something else, okay? It's enough noise about everybody else in the AFC East again because you already know who the kings of it are. We already know who is winning the division year after year, and we already know who is going to be the team. It's got the experience, they got the players, they got the coaching, and they got the best damn fan base in the entire world of sports. So, Bills Mafia, let's just go ahead and get ourselves saucy. Now that we got the schedule released, we know what we've got up and coming. We know what our opponents look like. We know when we face them, and we know what is ahead of us and has got you guys pumped up as me. I hope so, because we're here in the sit-down every Thursday night at 8, I'm sorry, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This week was different. Right here on the Built to Buffalo Networks Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, presented by Duff's Famous Wings. And guys, what a show. I want to thank uh, Izzy for actually coming in and joining us and giving us some analysis on the schedule and much, much more. Izzy, got to uh, give you a little sign-off here before we get out of here, if you want to say anything. So, uh, yeah, Resident Report, 7 p.m. Sundays. Check me out. Uh, also, I agreed to be on uh, Tease, Not Your Average Podcast this weekend, so I'll be there. So uh, I'm busy this weekend, uh, you know, and and T is great. So anybody who hasn't watched, you know, or listened to Not Your Average podcast, check it out. Uh, it's awesome. She's great. I'm dying to have T on here. Or get on there with her too. She's you a, got yeah. Awesome. You got to have T on. T is great. She's she's such a wonderful person, and and she's so easy and and nice to talk to. So bring her on. Uh, I also saw this comment here from Phil says, "Yeah, it sucks losing that home game." I, this year, I believe that we have an extra home game. Right, so we have nine home games and eight away, if I'm if I'm correct. So it's kind of yep. like going back to neutral. So I, I try to keep it positive, you know, when it comes to that stuff. But guys, Resident Report Sundays, seven p.m. Not sure every podcast podcast this Sunday. I think that'll probably be out Monday, but I, I don't know if she does live or not. Uh, usually, I catch it after and I listen to to as much of her show as I can while I'm on my way to work. But yeah, just. Built in Buffalo's coming up. We're you know we're trying to you know do our thing here. Check these two guys out every week. Check out my man Peter DiBiase. He's usually the man over here. Montage, Akeem's coming back. We got we have we have we got stuff coming, man. Just enjoy the channel. We love all you guys and your support. God bless. Go Bills. In the words of our forefathers, now we're cooking with oil. I love it, Izzy man. Thank you again you for go. joining us. That segment. Montage, why don't you give us a little sign off as well here before I kick us out? All right, everybody. This, this segment. Has been the sit down, breaking down the new schedule for the 23 season. Let's go, Bills. We got a little gauntlet going. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're going to playoffs. We're kicking ass. We're taking names, and we're getting that ring. Let's go. And that's what it is, the segment with Izzy. I, I got it in here. I love uh, – I was joking with him before. We got to have a segment here called What It Is. And uh, when he's in here, uh, I love that. So uh, go, Bills. 
Uh, love uh, the tenacity uh, of our team here at Built in Buffalo. Always grinding, always getting to work. Check out our merch shop on our Facebook uh, bio. You'll get a link to the merch shop, our hat shop. Uh, I got, I usually have this on. I chose not to wear a hat today. I'm a little under the weather, but just woke up, got a shower in, and uh, you got this going. So you got a little fire uh, merch and uh, hat shop going. Go to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Uh, on Twitter, we're usually up to date with a lot of the different news coming out. So follow us there. Make sure you got our tweets, uh, notifications turned on and like and subscribe there. YouTube, we had to build a new channel. Go out there, like, subscribe to our new channel there. We're uh, over a thousand now, but uh, we were at 4,500 or so pr uh, previously before we had to rebuild due to some hacking and things. So go out there, uh, continue to support us. We love it. We love you guys and uh, go Bills. Excellent stuff. So again, guys, Built in Buffalo is your source for all Bills content, podcasts, up-to-date news, any rumors, anything like that. And we have just the plethora of great people over here that work their asses off and are dedicated and love the Buffalo Bills. And that's why I love being a part of this team. And again, Izzy, I'm glad that you shouted out all those guys because, you know, there's some of the best in the biz. And then the people that you guys don't even see behind the scenes too. Quick shout out to Dave yeah. Myers and Akili, man. Those guys have always been on top of everything, making sure that we have everything that we need to come here live and have a kick-ass show. We got the host, former Bills linebacker, Mark Maddox, which is definitely an excellent experience. So I want to thank both of you guys as well for coming in here and being so dedicated as well. You guys are fucking awesome. Mafia Montage and Izzy, of course, ladies and gentlemen. And I am your host as always of the sit down right here on the Built in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, the Sauce God every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills.